Good morning, and welcome into another beautiful, bright, and sunny day. Pura Vida, Wabi Sabi. And today is shaping up to be a great day. And we are thankful, as always, for all these things in life. And today, I am thankful for the resilience that lives within me, allowing me to rise after every fall. And I cherish the warmth of genuine connections, and I am truly grateful for their presence in my life. So thank you for tuning in, and we start each day with a little bit of gratitude. And um, today, we've got a good one for you. We're going to talk about um, the multifaceted concept of knowledge and its connection to authentic power and authenticity. And we're going to look through the Taoist lens, the Christian lens, and we are going to uh, talk about how, <clears throat> you know, book knowledge is really surface knowledge. You really need that combination of experience and uh, wisdom to understand and really uh, create an authentic version of ourselves. And we're going to weave in some biblical scripture. And we're going to draw some parallels between the Taoist principles and uh, talk about humility, love, and the balance between knowledge and action. So first, we kick off with our daily reading um, from the Tao of Joy Every Day. Actually, I, I have two because I, I think one is... Um, th this one's good. We're going to start with 365 Tao. Uh, and it's it's a short one. It talks about vantage and starts with a poem. Distant ridges, faraway clouds. All events come from a distance. With a high vantage point, foretelling the future, future is elementary. It is often superstitiously said that one who follows Tao knows magic. This is nonsense. Superiority is a simple is simply a matter of using the best of one's abilities and being in the right position. For example, a wise person who lives high in the mountains, who is not blinded by wine, sensuality, intellectuality, poor health, or greed, will better be able to see events in the distance than one who lives in a closed room, eyes on some obscure project. A storm does not happen abruptly. It takes hours, sometimes days, to develop. Travelers do not arrive suddenly. They can be seen in the distance. Knowing things in advance is possible with a high vantage point. For this reason, the follower of Tao appears to know magic. And that is complementary to um, Day 36 of the Tao Joy Every Day. It talks about knowledge. It goes on to say, Conventional wisdom says knowledge is power. But Tao cultivators know that not all forms of knowledge lead to authentic power. Book knowledge, for instance, is essentially dead knowledge. Without real-life experience to validate them, words and books are little more than intellectual exercises. Those who obsess over them tend to be disconnected from reality. They spend time proving the words in one book by citing the words from another book. Pursuing this kind of knowledge increases complexity and decreases clarity. Real knowledge is the vibrant, dynamic knowledge of the real world. It is all about the application of the words in books through action and experience. 
It is the kind of useful practical knowledge that enhances life. It can be found in nature, out on the streets, and in interactions with fellow human beings. It is the living, breathing knowledge of the Tao. The more we pursue it, the more we decrease complexity and increase clarity. As life becomes simpler and clearer, it also becomes joyous and effortless. So today, bring your own knowledge to life by finding opportunities to apply it every day. Share what you know with others who can also benefit, and look for instances where real-world experience reveals gaps and provides new ideas. And this is so good because, you know, there's the old expression, knowledge is power. And, you know, from this reading and from our own experience, I think we intuitively understand that there is a difference between knowledge as power and the authenticity that comes from real world experiences and practical knowledge. It's the difference, you know, you heard the term book smarts versus street smarts. Well, you need a combination of both to really... um, to really grasp and understand the reality and the ways of life. And, you know, we're going to weave this in through some biblical scripture and try to see some parallels that exist there. Um, but first, you know, understanding of knowledge and some of the traditional viewpoints and maybe even a modern viewpoint. Consider, you know, books as a primary source of power and wisdom. And we see this. Um, certainly in some troubling times with uh, colleges and the education system that really put a strong emphasis on book knowledge. And did you read this book? And you're, you're citing words from this book and you're trying to prove words from that book. And books are great, but they are really just a, a lesson in um, trying to prove out literacy, you know, through uh, theories and through somebody else's experience. And we understand that not all forms of knowledge come from books. And there's a limitation to this. And oftentimes it's it's a static uh, understanding. It It is disconnected from reality. So, for example, you know, you, you see some of these things that are happening in the nature of politics. And a lot of it is like book knowledge arguments, uh, you know, both sides. You know, one side says, well, you know, uh, this is bad. And I don't even want to get into the nuances of, um, you know, what, what makes the front page of the newspaper because everyone knows it. Um, but it's not always that clear. It's not always black and white. I think uh, political... Um, powers as they be, try to push people into the black and white uh, form of converse, conversation. But, under you know, it, we all instinctively understand that you need to have a combination. It's not that easy. You can't just say X is bad, so do Y. Um, it doesn't work like that because everything is situational and there's context to everything. Um, but having some understanding you know, helps us, uh, you know, having understanding from an empathetic stance helps us really digest and, and understand, 
you know, the, the nuances and the arguments on both sides. And really the, the, um, the right path is somewhere in between right in the middle. Um, and we need to have a, an understanding from reality, from our experience and, um, try to ha have a deeper grasp of understanding. And Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And this is a scripture that emphasizes the foundation of true knowledge. But the true knowledge that they are talking about here is in a spiritual understanding and a grasp of humility and an ability for humility. Yes, it rhymes. Um, unintentionally, but, um, but once we have that deeper grasp of spiritual understanding, then that is really the, the foundation that is the, you know, the house built on a rock. And that is the foundation of true understanding and true knowledge and authentic knowledge. And there's, uh, of course there are pitfalls of over resilience on book knowledge. And there's a disconnect from reality caused by an excessive focus on book knowledge. And we have to understand that when we increase our complexity, then we decrease our clarity. And that comes without practical application. So you can read all the books in the world, but if you don't have the real world experience to um, put context to that, then we're, we're not going to understand it. And we're just looking at a snapshot of some an author's perspective. And we need to have more nuance and more understanding um, to the application of that. We can't just take that information as um, gospel. We have to understand the context. Somebody's coming with a bias when they're writing these things, even in the scientific perspectives. Um, the scientists are coming with a, a bias, you know, four out of five dentists agree. You know, they're, they're, it, we're all uh, fall into this trap of all the human biases and that how we um, comprehend our own reality. So, the, and, and it seems like we have a a, a natural tendency to sort of gravitate towards the complex, new and improved. And, you know, we add layers of complexity on top of things when in reality, we need to start taking away so we can see clearer. And if you read Corinthians uh, chapter eight, verse one says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And this is a, an offering or at least an understanding of the tempering effect of love and humility and how this um, can lead us to arrogance and disconnection from the essence of wisdom. You know, wisdom is the culmination of experience and, um, and um, information. So it is not only just absorbing the information, but it's the experience and the information, experience plus information, that gives us um, some better clarity on and understanding on wisdom.
So we, we get real knowledge through experience. And the Taoist perspective suggests that real knowledge is alive and it's gained through uh, a direct engagement of the world. And I, I th thought that the, uh, the concept of a living, breathing Tao and you know, replace Tao with God, I talk about that all the time, um, gives us a better understanding of how a direct engagement with the world really can apply. And we can take this theoretical knowledge and apply it in real world situations. So consider James chapter 2, verse 17. So also faith by itself does not have works. So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And there's a parallel um, nature of faith and knowledge. You know, so without action um, or understanding, uh, it is unproductive. And think about the role that nature plays and how interpersonal relationships really drive our experience. Nature serves as our fundamental source of living knowledge in both Taoist thought and biblical scripture. And think about how Jesus often uh, talked about the parables using natural elements um, as, as part of his uh, explanations. And we grasp practical knowledge through our social interactions. And we understand this through all the teachings of all the great scriptures, that there is a strong emphasis on community and fellowship. And there's a reason for that. Is It is because we are social creatures. We are social beings. We need each other. We can't live in isolation. We don't work like that. We need community and we need other people to help our experience. Um, there is a, a, an expression, you know, you drop one person into the woods and watch the woods, you know, take over that person, drop 10 people into the woods and watch the, the people take over that, uh, the, the woods or the forest. And it's true because collectively we can achieve a lot more together than one individual can. So the path to an authentic power um, and an authentic existence starts with decreasing our complexity, taking away the complexity, but also by increasing, by doing this, we are increasing our own clarity. And we can pursue practical experiential knowledge that leads us to a simpler life and a clearer understanding. And the, the older I get, the more I, I start to grasp and understand this. Um, it is only with time and experience I think you can really start to grasp it. You can speak about it. You know, I try to talk to my kids about these type of things. You know, about how acquiring more only leads you to wanting more. And you're chasing a never-ending carrot that way. Um, but, you know, the the the... Think about the principle of Wu Wei. We talk about this often. The effortless action, going with the flow. Um, and this helps us lead to a life fulfilled with joy and ease. And 
in Matthew uh, chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, Jesus talks about his yoke for its light and his burden is easy. And um, here I have it somewhere here. Oh, there it is. Um, but he talks about the, the, the quote is, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And this passage is rich in meaning and has been interpreted in various ways because, you know, some of the old scripture has different uh, ways of presenting words, uh, which are, you know, less, um, it's harder for us to understand because of the context of how the words were used. Um, but from a theological perspective, um, it, it is an invitation to rest and yoke is used as a metaphor. Um, in ancient agriculture, a yoke was a wooden beam placed between a pair of oxen, allowing them to pull together. Jesus uses this image in, to be interpreted in various ways. Um, but it's also talking about a, a partnership with Christ. Talking, taking Jesus' yoke upon oneself is seen as entering into a partnership or a relationship with him. In this partnership, Jesus bears the load and burdens that we share. Um, but in contrast, uh, to his yoke with, um, think about the, uh, cultural expectations, you know, how we are sort of try, you know, we are guided into these expectations by society where, you know, we are trying to, um, trying to, you know, follow a path of, you know, our social order and what other, you know, peer pressures and things like that are on us. Um, if we can have the fortitude to really put our burden with Christ or with God, then we have a better uh, grasp and understanding um, of our spiritual selves. And, you know, this starts with the, the humility in our hearts. And um, a lot of the leaders that we see are often seen as harsh and proud, uh, whereas Jesus is approachable and understanding. But think about the words, rest for your soul. It's more than just a physical rest. It's a deep spiritual rest for the soul. And this state of spiritual contentment um, gives us peace. And, and it comes through a strong and um, you know righteous relationship with God and you can do that through Jesus you can do that through Taoist approaches um, all of them are good the, the the point is that you know we are always working on our own spiritual being in our, our spiritual selves um, so yeah so we see these contrasts between conventional wisdom both the Taoist approach and the biblical principles regarding knowledge and power. Um, so what do you think? How, how do you uh, go about your day? And what are your personal experiences where practical, practical knowledge, uh, you know, underpinned by spiritual wisdom has led your, you to an authentic uh, self and an authentic power that you possess? 
it all starts with simplicity and embracing the joys in life. Even the hard uh, aspects of li life are always teaching us something. So if we can take that, interpret it, and bundle it up into something that is uh, understandable, then nothing can stop us. And I think that's the, the real underlying uh, teaching and um, thing that we can take away from spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding. So that is all I have for you today. Hope you enjoyed this one. As always, appreciate you tuning in. And uh, we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep learning. We're going to keep um, taking in our daily bread because, uh, you know, we are working out our spiritual muscle every day. So uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next time.